0: What's up, guys? I'm Connor Fergus, and welcome to my podcast. In this podcast, we talk about my journey of becoming my best self. Everyone has something they want to learn, improve, or work on, and we can all learn something from one another. In this podcast, I share what I've learned in my life through my time as a young adult, athlete, military veteran, and sales professional. I started in sales going door to door, really at the bottom floor, and my goal is to climb my way up. I hope you enjoy this podcast and please subscribe and share with others. Now, let's get started. What's up, guys? It's Connor Fergus from Door to Door to the Top Floor, and I got a fun episode. That man, if you've been listening to my podcast for the past few weeks, I've been talking about it nonstop. I've been excited to sit down with these guys, so I'm here with the Buchanan Bros. What's up, guys?
1: What's up? What's, what's, up, what's, up? what's
0: up, brother? What's up? Um, been a long time since honestly I've seen both of you, um, Chris. I feel like most of our relationship is like the uh, here and there. Media, I see yeah, you yeah. social media. I see <laughs> the sure. Facebook posts, whatever. But but it's great to see you guys. Um, so first off, I'd like to start by just, I guess, introducing you guys individually. Um, so Chris, we'll start with you, man. So tell me uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, wh- what do you do, what what, may- what maybe were you uh, doing before this?
1: Yeah, born and raised in San Jose, um, you know, grew up my whole life playing hockey. That's always true. thought I was gonna be a pro hockey player and found out that that's a tough goal to reach. So yeah, decided to end up getting into real estate, joined the family business, and now working with my brother and my dad. Okay, how long you been in the uh, real estate game? About two years now. Okay. Yeah, wow. it's been a blast. Yeah, that's great.
0: Um, So, and then I also have Sean here. So Sean, we go back a long time. 10 plus years, man. Uh, yeah, and for those who don't know you, uh, same thing with Chris. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, what you do, and maybe what you were doing before this.
2: Yep, yeah, so just like Chris Oxley, I'm from San Jose, born and raised, Prior to getting into real estate, I was working at Applied Materials in the purchasing department. I was the lead uh, critical machining buyer, so you know, big trans transition from yeah. what I was doing before to what I'm doing now. Totally. I've been in real estate for a little over a year, and you know, we're just you know feeling like we're starting to really get past that surface level right
0: yeah. now. Yeah, awesome. Um, and Chris, you were you you graduated from from school. You went to Bentley, I believe. Yeah, is that Bentley correct? University. Went to Bentley. You played you played hockey, played over, hockey there. over there. It's yeah, fucking awesome. It
1: awesome. For four years. We're Amazing. Yeah, got to be. finance, which was uh which was a blast. Good good knowledge to have for the industry. Yeah. Um but yeah, Boston's an amazing city. It's a fun city, a young city. There it's it's a good place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Boston Boston has what the most uh colleges per square yeah. capital, right? I mean,
1: there's there's no uh there's no lacking of uh college students around Boston. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I would uh
0: i would assume so and i'm sure you've had a ton of fun in college and that's what not what this is about here um but that's but that's but that's awesome yeah we'll have to uh we'll have to come back but so gentlemen i wanted to ask you guys something um i guess because you know chris you're, you're coming from from out of school sean you, you changed industries to get into this game so tell me a little bit about working in real estate we'll start with you chris but like why
1: real estate what made you choose this as kind of your career yeah. So while I was in school, you know, I was kind of in between on what I want to do. Obviously I studied finance, had an internship at, a, at UBS, a big bank over in Boston, Okay, enjoyed it. I worked for a financial advisor. I loved the interaction of between people, but I wasn't truly passionate about the financial industry, yeah, sure. the ratio stocks. I, I enjoy trading stocks, but I don't want to make that my full-time job. So I kind of got out of it and I was, Trying to figure out what i wanted to do what kind of career path i saw myself in and and i realized that i wanted to work with people and i wanted to do sales so yeah. i interviewed at a few tech companies over in boston had a job offer for a cybersecurity company out there and then uh talked with my dad and he uh kind of made me an offer to come out here and work with him and i'd been away from home for seven years so yeah i thought it was time to come home and give it a shot and you know it's it's been uh, you know, a good decision so far. Yeah. So,
0: okay. So what were, I guess, um, I'm just kind of spitballing here, yeah. but so you had a job offer in Boston, yeah. right? You have these two options here. You got, you know, going home, working with dad, working with your brother eventually, which is awesome too. It just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. But I guess what was kind of the, the factor there that made you lean a certain way?
1: Well, one being away from your family for so long, it, yeah. it kind of takes a toll from you for sure. Um, You know, I had, I left home my senior year of high school, lived in Alaska for a year, North Dakota for two years, and then Boston for four. Yeah. And while I was in Boston, I would come home for, you know, one summer, and then it would be like two weeks for Christmas. So not a lot of family time. I miss being around my family. And then also, you know, with real estate, there's, you know, you can, you're your own boss. And obviously we work with our dad and we work for our dad. He, he runs our team, but, you, there's no cap on what you can make and whatever effort you put in, you're going to get back. And I, I enjoy that. Being from sports, that's kind of what I've always wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's funny.
0: You that. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like
1: the beauty of, you know, I'm in a, obviously a different kind of sales environment,
0: yeah. but the thing that I've always loved about sales, whether it's, you know, like what you guys are doing, selling software, right. going freaking door to door, selling posts, whatever it is, sure. it's like, you know, it's kind of like sports where it's like you get paid what you're worth by what you produce and put on the table. So that, 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 that competitive mindset comes natural, but, but I'll kind of go back to the question because, uh, I wanted to hear your take on that too, Sean. So I guess what, what was it for you? You know, you came from, from a different industry, you made an industry change. I know you're successful in what you were doing before. You know, I know you were killing in that game, but you know, you had something that made you kind of change careers and it sounds like things are going great for you guys. So talk to me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, definitely. So At Applied, I definitely moved up the ladder in my team as much as I probably could. Sure. So through being there for five years, I was a contractor for about a year, year and a half. Got hired on full time, started from like sheet metal, which is considered one of the easier commodities I would work with. And like I said, moved up to do critical machining, which is pretty much the top, the hardest, you know, machining you can do. Very complex. A lot of outside processes, you know, dealing with 17 different people at one time for one part, trying to get it in on a very you know, constrained schedule that quite frankly was impossible to reach, but I had to still make it happen. Right? Yeah. Whether it was, you know, they say they wanted this part in four weeks. If I got it in six weeks, I won because it should have taken 12. Yeah. No, it's got to get done yesterday. Right? Yeah. So I I was just on, you know, and then from on that side was a lot of suppliers taking me out to lunches, wanting to talk to me about certain things. They're trying to get my business because now I have the card. To the company right, right. I'm, I'm the one you're the key
0: holder there yeah at that point right
2: and you know i got to a point with my team i had a really good boss a really good director i mean i had great people around me i worked with david who's one yeah. of our best friends honestly yeah. and so i had a pretty good situation with making you know good enough money to survive in silicon valley so i mm-hmm. can't complain about that but you know got to the point where the corporate rat race sometimes only can take you so totally. far no totally i didn't have a college degree so that definitely stunted anything that I could Absolutely. I was Absolutely. I can relate excuse, to that. Right? Well, Sean, you're super qualified, but you don't have that college degree, man. Go back to college and get that degree. And I just right. couldn't wrap my arms around me yeah. having to do that, even though I was already qualified for the job. No, totally.
0: Right? Totally. And, and and even with that, it's like, that's something for me personally, I can relate to. Because, yep. you know, I'm, I'm still in school now. I'm 28. Exactly. Like, I had to get my financial uh, money for school from you know, going to the military, right? Yeah. That was a big, that was a big uh, reason why, exactly. like, I didn't personally want to go into $100,000, $200,000 of debt and have that weighing on my shoulders going sure. into, into my later yeah. 20s. So I was like, hey, you know, sales in general, and especially real estate yeah. is an opportunity for me to, like you guys said, is write my own paycheck. And that's, yeah. yep. that's pretty, excuse my French, but it's pretty fucking cool. Like, <laughs> that that's, is, that's, that's, sure. that's pretty yeah. badass. Like, you yeah. know, no matter what you are, it's like, it's like sports if you really if you play well and you perform like you're gonna start and it's, yeah. it's kind of the same thing and that kind of rolls into my next question is you know there there's sales and and real estate like it it, it definitely mean like i guess you kind of have to have a, a like a certain mindset a certain yeah. a certain thing right 100%. so what kind of people uh i guess sean we'll start with you first so sean what kind of people do you feel like uh are like a good fit to work in in, in the real estate
2: game I mean you got to be able to not be afraid of no. Yeah. Right? That that's a big one. It's I think every, right? every new real estate agent struggles with this and you got to, you know, deal with someone saying no to your face and finding a way to get past that no. Right. To the inner workings of that person of what they really want, you know. Okay. Every call we make or every door we knock on, 99% of these people are going to come and say no. Right. And then our job is to get past that no to get to the next the next question, the next answer, the next mm-hmm. anything that's going to bring them out of their door to keep talking to us. Yeah. The more and more you talk, the more and more you get them to do it, you know, the better chance you have to get inside the house and view the house and say, Hey, you know, are you looking to sell? Right? And, you know, you, you got to be, you know, have some confidence, but really, you got to have the work ethic. I mean, if you're not willing to work hard, I think mm-hmm. everyone always thinks real estate's this, you know, this just dream job like i'm gonna go sell houses i don't have to work i just sell one house a month and i make you know a big commission check and i'm living on
0: Yeah, yeah, I only have have to make one sale every three months. I'm good, good, right? That's the fallacy there, right?
2: And I think that's why a lot of new agents fail. A lot of new agents are in real estate for two or three years and then they get out of real estate and go back to their old job or go back to a new type of job that has a much more consistent hours and much more consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That consistent paycheck. It's really the accountability, right? A lot of people Mm. have a hard time holding themselves accountable. Yeah, exactly. That's why I have that, yeah hundred yeah, percent. and this, no, I've never even seen that. And that's awesome because to me, it's like you need things to hold yourself accountable. Luckily for Chris and I, we try and hold each other accountable, right. which, you know, has its own struggle sometimes. Yeah, because, you know, right. when you're both being lazy, no one's holding you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's one right. thing our, our dad's always been, you know, he is the leader of our team and he runs our team. But he's always said, you know, I'm not going to sit here and motivate you to do this. You got to want it yourself. Yeah, Yeah. And if you don't want it, then you won't succeed that
0: that's just really the bottom line yeah and, and and ultimately from like at least from my perspective if i'm a boss like i don't personally for my employees or people that i'm working with on my team like i don't want to have to start jumpstart your your engine every morning bro for sure. like if you're not ready to go this no, just 100%. maybe isn't for you and no offense but this is for people that really want to go and get it and yeah. those are the people yeah. that are going to be extremely successful in this 100%. industry um so so what about you chris so what do you think are are, are some you know some good characteristics or good kind of things that, sure. that you I mean, need to be
1: in real estate Very much like what Sean said, um, the same thing, but I would also add on, you know, self-motivation, that's that's a big one. It's easy to go through your day-to-day life and kind of get down if you're not getting any leads, you're working hard, but you're not seeing the results. Being self-motivated just pushes you through all of the no's like Sean was talking about. And once you do get that first listing appointment and you don't get it, you just get more motivated to try to find somebody that does want your services. Yeah, no, totally. And me and Sean used to have, you know, we used to cold call in the morning and we used to talk about this because Sean wasn't a big fan of cold calling. He's like, I don't want to bother people. I was like, you got to change your mindset to, hey, I'm trying to help as many people as I can. Right. I'm trying to call these people because they need my help to sell their house. Yeah. The, their past agent didn't do their, the right job. So I'm trying to do the right job. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a mindset game, you know. Athletes usually are pretty good because they have time management, they have you know self motivation, they have a strong work ethic. But there's plenty of people that aren't athletes that kill it in real estate. So yeah. it, it's just you know your your motivation to want to either make money or live the lifestyle that whatever you choose right. want to be.
0: Yeah, and and I think like. uh like with 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 both of those things, it's like if you have an internal kind of force or thing, or you know, if you're if you want to be like you know, everyone has their different motivations, i right? yeah. What is it, famous, wealthy, healthy? Yeah. I don't know what the things are, but it's like. It's like if you want to live a certain lifestyle or you want to accomplish a certain goal and it does have monetary value it's like there's something bigger than that just that for no sure. from that one customer it's like for me it's like i want to help my mom out i want to have enough money to you know afford uh you know a nice house for myself and my future family right. it's like if you think about that when this one meaningless no that you're gonna get ten thousand more times exactly. in your career it's like it's like whatever it rolls off you and i think that's in sales in general, and especially in real estate, I guess it's a super attitude game. You know, you it's you gotta just let the let the punches roll off. You're gonna 100%. get hit a little bit, but yeah. you gotta keep charging forward. The big
1: thing that I would add on to is like, what we've talked about and learned at like conferences, the, the big thing that they focus on is like, what's your why? Right. Why are you in a no salary job? Yeah. Why are you in strictly commission? Yeah. What's motivating you to, you know, go out and knock on doors or make your calls? Yeah. And that's a big thing that I feel like me and Sean have, you know, started to look at because it's easy to get into the business when your dad's been in the business for 30 years right. and feel like we're doing You're entitled amazing title. Yeah, whatever, it's, right. exactly. It's we did not we did not come into it seeing the work ethic that my dad put into it. Right. And we, all we can remember is from kids is, you know, flying in, you know, first class and going uh, yeah. on whatever trip we wanted to. And yeah. we lived a luxury lifestyle. Right. But there was a lot of groundwork that was put into that. And my dad's why was always he wanted to have money. He wanted to provide for his family and live a lifestyle that he wanted to live. Yeah. So for us being where we're at, it's like, what's our why? And I think that's stuff that we're starting to, you know, finally explore and figure out.
2: And that's the million dollar question right there. What's your why? Yeah. For any sales job. I think it's for, sure. for real estate, right? I'm sure you. Yeah, you yeah, definitely making calls. And, you know, why are you door to door to the top floor? Why yeah. are you? How are you exactly. gonna get there? Right. And why do you want to get there? There. yeah yeah because you know they always say money doesn't buy happiness although you know having money while you're happy is never a bad thing yeah so, yeah,
0: so yeah exactly yeah yeah it's, it's what is it money doesn't make you uh, happy but it damn sure won't make you sad. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. right? laughs> exactly. that's something but my so, my old boss uh well, alan always truth, used to say you know? it's the that's truth true. yeah um but i guess like at least for me like my my uncle i don't know if you know chris i think i've told you a little bit sean but my my uncle mike he uh He's big in the commercial real estate game overseas, or okay. I guess not overseas, but in Hawaii, right? Yeah. And uh, and he, you know, when I was leaving my previous job, uh, you know, I was doing direct sales, door to door, business to business, whatever, going into what I do now in tech sales, he was like, why don't you think about doing commercial real estate? And, you know, he kind of talked about all these different avenues. And even though I went a different route, that's not a conversation that I forgot about. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I think a lot of people in their 20s, 30s going forward is like, I want to explore that. Like, I know I was talking to my old mentor, Jeremy, and he was like, bro, uh, when all this COVID shit ends, like I'd love to take in person, like at night real estate class to get my license and like go from there. So my question for you guys is like for someone, I guess, like myself or someone that maybe doesn't want to, isn't in a place or maybe just whatever they want to pursue real estate, but maybe it's not as like a full-time gig. Is that possible? Like Sean, I, I want to hear your take on that. Like, can you, can real estate be kind of a source of like side income? Is that, is that possible? You know, obviously it takes a tons of work, right?
2: It, it, it's, I mean, I can't say it's not possible. There's plenty of agents who have, you know, get their real estate license because their family owns three, four properties and they're going to sell one for the next right. year. one year. And you make the extra, you know, commission check but it's only that one commission check but to be successful in real estate i think it's really hard to not be able to put 100 percent effort sure in. you know even when i was at applied for the last two months when my boss knew i was leaving and i gave him an eight-week notice to you know make sure my position got filled and i was able to pass on everything i was trying to like go from the office at four thirty, beating traffic to meet chris and my dad for a meeting with some clients at yeah, 5 yeah, yeah, yeah. 30. right and you know it's, it's stressful. You get tired. It's a lot easier to quit when you've already worked a 10, 11, 12-hour yeah. day, right? Yeah. And uh, we actually just met with a new agent in our office yesterday. Great kid. You know, definitely is going to be a good agent when he starts getting his you know feet wet. But he was asking us the same thing, and it, it is difficult to you know to do half and half. I think it's difficult to be half and half in anything. You You know what I mean? mean, Totally. Even when we were kids playing sports, if you played hockey and baseball, which one were you really going to focus on? Because hockey was the same time baseball was, right? And to be good at both was, you know, we were all good at everything we did as young kids. Mm -hmm. But to be dominant like a D1 college athlete like Chris, in both sports, uh, it takes a lot of special talent. You know, and it's the same thing in business, I think.
0: Yeah, and even then it's like, like if you look at like, I don't know, cause I was just watching him on TV. You look at someone like Kyler Murray who had an yeah. offer from the A's and now the Cardinals. It's like, at some point though, no matter what, you have to make a decision 100%. and go yeah. in on that. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, yeah, you can, you know, if you look at the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time, you look at Michael Jordan yeah. and it's like, yeah, he was the man, he's the best basketball player ever. And he was good enough to make it into the league sure. in the in the major league. But it's like, like, I don't know, oh, like, sure. you know, it's hard to do both unless you're Deion Sanders and you're or, just an anomaly, or, 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 I get, or Bo Jackson. Yeah, yeah it's or, like, right. shit, there the is still those guys, Bo but man, for sure. yeah. yeah. You know, I think, uh,
2: it's just all about commitment. I mean, even for me, when I was, I got my license, like you were saying, after work, doing night classes, after I was done working a 10, 11 hour day, I'd go do my three, four hour real estate class. Then yeah. I'd come home and study and then I'd be yeah back to
0: work I remember the when you were doing and that
2: yeah. it took a lot of effort it took a lot of I had to self-motivate myself because Chris wasn't calling me telling me to go my dad wasn't in there you know it was if you want to do it this is what you got to do yeah and I had to tell myself that when I get off work at five o'clock to go buy traffic to go sit in class for another four hours right yeah you know it's not easy but it's possible yeah. you know it's all possible if you put in the effort you know yeah. if you want to work the hours it's all possible. And I think it also goes back to depending
1: on, like, what do you want in your lifestyle, right? So sure, if you sure. want to be a part-time realtor and you want to sm- sell four houses a year, you could do that. You can reach out to your friends. But I, I, I would say that not probably all, not all of your friends are going to work with you. Some people might want to go with somebody who's you know, a in full-time game, realtor. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But doesn't mean you can't do it. But you got it. It really depends on what you want. And, you know, if you want to make, you know, a hundred grand selling five houses, I think that's possible. But I don't know if it's sustainable because people like when you're, when they don't see that you're in it all the time, it's like, we post a lot where we're doing everything to (laughs) get as many eyeballs on us as possible. But, and we talk about it all the time. I mean, that's what people bring up with us. That's why we're on the podcast. Like it's, it goes throughout our day to day lives. Right. But for somebody, it's not in a full time. It's probably not as natural. But there's plenty of agents that, you know, they focus on raising their kids first or they yeah. focus on their other jobs. And that's, that's okay. And I think, yeah. like Sean said, it's definitely possible, but you got to figure out
0: what you want yeah and i think uh and maybe this analogy makes make sense it's kind of like if i was i'm a gm on the warriors and i don't even want to talk about clay because we're gonna <laughs> you're gonna go sorry, down the fantasy but it's like it's like it's like if i'm a gm on a team and i'm trying to pick players like and i have this superstar here and i have this guy that's really good that has a ton of potential of mm-hmm. the superstar is like hey man i'm just not gonna go to practice but i'll be at every game like yeah. I, i'd probably rather get the other guy i'll true. take the commitment yeah. i'll take yeah. someone who even if this guy's more talented which Realistically, it's kind of impossible. I would assume to go into real estate with no experience and like be a superstar. It's not how it works. Maybe part-time real estate could be more something that like, hey, you're established, you've killed it in the game by going all in for like 15 years, and now it's like I don't need to be 100% in, because yeah. I've because I've got this amount of success, whatever. But that was just like kind of a curious question because I know people always talk about like, oh. I'm gonna do real estate on the side. I'm gonna sell a couple of houses, and it's like, yeah, well, but like, like
1: the, the, I don't think that's how it works. Because they see, like, in Silicon Valley especially, you can sell a house and make twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. And so it looks simple, it looks easy, but when you get into it, it's it's not easy. You're going on a listing presentation. You're competing with people that have been in the business for thirty years. Yeah. And especially for young realtors i mean we do this full time and we're fortunate enough that we have our dad that we could you know rely on and bring in for his expertise but not everybody has that and so when you're going and competing against a guy like our dad or you know another top agent in our office you know you gotta figure out what your strong suits are and do your best to you know emphasize those because right. you know you're competing with somebody who maybe sold 50 houses this year yeah. and you don't have one yet so it's it's, you know, it's, it takes time, it's practice. Yeah. But if you're not in it full time, then it's just going to be harder to, you know, overcome those objections, and you know, gain those new clients that you're competing with.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, you're, 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 I guess you're just starting at a competitive disadvantage, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. But
1: just, I feel like if someone's going in it for, you know, like to be part time, they're mainly just focusing on their friends and family. Yeah. Right? I think most people would just be like, hey, they'll reach out to their their database their sphere and just say, hey, I'm in real estate. If you guys ever need anything, let me know. And if they get something great, if they don't, they don't. Like, right. I don't think, you know, especially if you have a full-time job, as, as long as you have some sort of income coming in and you're okay with that, then. Then, yeah, whatever, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Now, I know we touched on this a little bit earlier, and obviously I
1: talk about it
0: now all the time, but um from a sports perspective because we've talked about that a little bit in this interview and i knew that was going to happen that's why i wrote the question down <laughs> um but like you know you guys are are we're high level athletes that appears chris you're playing d1 hockey sean you were killing in the baseball back in the day and other sports as well both you guys so it's like what do you think in, in terms of sales and especially in real estate like how does that that athletic perspective you know all the mindset the competition the you know the structure the regimen all of those kind of things in your experience play into, I guess, you know, in, into the real estate game. How, how does that
1: play in so far for you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, from being a college athlete, it's the biggest thing was time management. I, you know, would have to go to class, would have practice and workouts, and then I would have to study for homework and do my tests. It's like your day was just jam packed. Right. So with real estate, you don't always have jam packed days, which, can be nice, but is also can be the, the downfall for kind most real. Kind of really. fearful, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I have nothing to do, but there's always something to do sure. you, you, whether or not I'm sitting at home. I could be cold calling. I could be door knocking. Yeah. So I think the big thing is like, how do you manage your time? And especially your downtime when you, when you're an athlete, your downtime can't always be partying then, then you'll never have. Any yeah, rest. yeah. Exactly. Right. So it's like you got to manage and put your priorities straight on, you know, what's going to get you to reach your goals yeah yeah totally what what about what about
0: you sean how do you feel like that the athletic mindset or or you know that background plays into into the real estate game
2: yeah you know i mean obviously the time management for sure is a big thing when you're an athlete you're used to juggling you know we were always playing multiple sports at one time you'd have one practice in the morning one in the afternoon one at night yeah um you know the self-motivation a lot of athletes you know again you don't succeed in your sport most of the time unless you're probably self-motivated you know you get to an age where your parents aren't coming and forcing you to go to your high school baseball practice, right. forcing you to go to your junior college, you know, practice or yeah, yeah, college yeah. practice, right? They're not like you no, get to the not. point where no one's, you know, if you don't want to play, no one's forcing you to play. Yeah. Right? So you gotta be self-motivated and you gotta get out there and still train in the offseason, train in the summer. I mean yeah. I would say that, you know, probably one thing I struggled with in high school when I was playing ball was that I would party too much. You know, we'd right. all be partying too much, having too much of a good time. No one came to the ball was like, ah, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, you were so, you know, at that age your your natural talent can kinda of take you a lot further right. than when you get to college. You know, I think yeah. Chris would say when he got when he was growing up playing hockey, he was always one of the best kids on the ice. Right. Once you start getting to college, you start to realize you're not always the best kid yeah. on the ice and I'll got to put you, it in work. Athlete, it's the same thing. I mean we see agents that work for Intero that are top thirty under thirty. In the entire nation and then yeah. you see guys that are you know two years in the game and they just quit right? right I mean you get to a certain point where you're in the pros now and there's no lack of talent level for the guy who's right behind you right and so you always got to know that there's someone willing to take that listing there's someone willing to go to that appointment yeah. knock on that door if you're not willing to do it and they're gonna get business from it and yeah. you got to either do it or you don't do it and if you don't do it you can't complain about the results you know God yeah I, I thought
0: of a uh... God, hopefully you guys know the answer because I'm gonna hate myself because I'll look it up later. Do you know the 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 first baseman, the guy who was starting? Oh, Wally Pip. You, you know who that is? I don't. You ever heard of that? Wally Pip was the uh, he was the first baseman for the Yankees. What is it? Luke Garrick played third, right?
1: Sean would be the guy. I was, uh, yeah, I'm not a hockey guy. Either way, <laughs> the guy,
0: the guy. So the 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 guy who played. The same position as Lou Gehrig was the, the guy for the Yankees back yeah. in the day. He was the best player by far. Um, and, you know, he's killing it. He decided yeah. he was feeling a little sick one day. It was just kind of a little bit under the weather. And he decided, hey, you know, coach, I'm just not going to play today. Yeah. So Lou Gehrig came in and played that game. You don't know who Wally Pipp is, but you know who Lou Gehrig no, is, of right? Course. Wally, Pipp never, Wally Pipp never touched the field again as a starter on the Yankees. He got traded a couple years later and he fell out of the league. No one ever heard of him. So it's like, it's kind of like that same. It's kind of like that same thing. It's like, if you're, you know, if you're not all in, it's kind of like someone, someone, someone else is willing to step up and and take that deal and take that business and go the extra mile, you know what I mean? Always
1: tell me when I was, uh, when I was growing up playing hockey, Is like, there's a kid in Alberta, Canada who was shoveling snow and his only way out of being a farmer is to make it to the NHL and like, us coming from living in silicon valley our our lives have been pretty privileged right and it's eye-opening once you actually go into you know different areas of the world and you see how the lifestyle or the places that people come from and their way out is might be through either selling real estate or their sport or whatever it is yeah so their motivation is a lot different than your motivation and their why is a lot bigger than your why yeah you know so it's it's, it's pretty eye-opening.
0: Yeah, somebody will come up and take your spot, man, <laughs> if you're not ready. And Anything that applies to everything. Yeah, that Anything applies
1: in, in every corporate business. Right
0: yeah, dude. So just be on your game. Exactly. Otherwise, someone else will be ready. <laughs> and yeah, and I know, uh, and this is something I wanted to dive into, and this is kind of always something I've been interested with the Buchanan team was, we'll start with with, with you two first. Yeah. So yeah. so you guys are brothers, right? I have two brothers, uh, an older and a younger. I'm a middle child, and we've against everything. And like even like, you know, I worked with my younger brother. So when I was doing direct sales, going door to door, I was selling AT&T and uh, I was running a team of maybe like seven to nine guys at yeah. the time. And I recruited my brother in the summer to work with me. And I wanted him to kill it and make tons of money. But at the same time, it's like you're big, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> like, like, for dog, sure. I'm not going to let you outwork me. outdo me one time. You're, oh, there's okay. no way you're ever going to. And like that competitive mindset also like it helped us both, right? Cause I wanted him to succeed as my brother, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we're still competing, we're still for brothers. Sure. Like, I want to kick your ass at the end of the day. 100%. But let me ask you this, like, how does the, uh, how does that kind of play into Cause I'm, I'm sure it's gotta play in at some point. How does yep. that competitiveness between you guys play in Sean, I'll, I'll go with you since you're big bro and I'm big bro. Yeah,
2: you know, for me, was, I came into a very different situation. Chris was in real estate and exactly. established for a year before I got into real estate, sure. right? So I had to it's kind chip of- chip on your shoulder. Exactly, I yeah. kind of had to tell myself that he's gonna be kind of telling me how to do things and, hey, we gotta go here, this is how you do this. And I had to kind of drop my guard of being protective, big bro, and being always, you know, <laughs> me needing to tell him what to do, to yeah. trying to get to a point where I can take advice from him and not have it be, oh, my little brother's giving me advice. Like, nah, that's not how it's supposed to go. I need to give him advice, right? so i had to change the way that i guess we were raised together because we you know if you you know chris and i from when we were kids we fought a lot i mean (laughs) plain and simple you know hey mom i know you know that more than anyone you know yeah but i had to kind of open myself and be like you know what i got to take his advice i mean and he was killing it before i came
0: right
2: you know so i enjoy listening to him and i'm proud of him you know someone i look up to now because i see that work ethic that he puts in and now motivates me you know, I'm like if chris is gonna make the call then i gotta make the call too because yeah. if he gets it and i don't get it then i gotta go home tonight and be like damn little bro got me on this one yeah you know? so it's really you know and we we have different strengths and weaknesses you know and yeah. we we feed on that out say that probably the best thing we do is we we kind of he's good at this
0: we're gonna take a quick break thanks guys for tuning in give me two seconds and we'll be right back with you What's up guys, it's Connor Fergus, your host, tuning in. If you're liking this episode with the Buchanan Bros, we're talking real estate, it's just the beginning. We got a whole second half of this coming up soon. But please, again, please share this, please subscribe to the podcast, and please interact with me, give me feedback. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think and love to hear what you have to say, but let's go ahead and jump back into the podcast with the Buchanan Brothers talking real estate make sure you go ahead and follow these guys on LinkedIn Instagram and Facebook let's jump back in and we're back <laughs> just like that <laughs> that's that's how quick it goes um so Sean I, I know i cut you off a little bit There's and know no Hey man. This is part of the beginning podcast experience. Welcome to door to, door, to the top floor. <laughs> exactly. We love you guys. Thanks for all the all the listeners out there. Um but Sean, you were talking about, you know, I'll work in your brother. Um I'm just kidding. We we're talking about you know the 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 going you know being brothers working together but right. you know because you guys are obviously on a team together, right? But yeah. at the same time you're competing against each other. So Sean I know we cut off a little bit about yep. that, but we're gonna let it roll. Chris, let's hear your side of the story here. So what's it like working with your with your with your brother, man? And and like you said, you know, Sean, you and I didn't even think about that when I wrote down the question, but yeah, you know, your your younger brother was kinda he he was the experienced one and probably it was maybe a little bit different. At least it would be for me if I came into an industry and my little brother was showing me what to do. Yep, for sure. It's a little humbling, but also it's like it's like it's pretty dull that you're also learning from your brother yeah, too, I mean, you know? Exactly. So talk to me a little bit
1: about that, man. For sure. I mean, I think to start out, it was a little bit of a struggle because obviously I felt Sean had his pride on being the big brother Sure. and me, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. I was just like, Hey, like, I'm just trying to help and make this go like the transition be as smooth as possible. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, right now, I mean, it's good. It, it's it's fun working with your brother. It, it, it can be tough there. There's always conflicts. We fight like we were kids sometimes, you yeah. know? And that's good to have, I think, but the motivation is also there. And I think that's important because like, when I am out, you know, making calls and then I call Sean, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I don't have nothing. What are you doing? I'm making calls. He's going to hop on and start making calls and vice versa when he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm door knocking know right yeah. what are you doing? Right. I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to come meet you then. Yeah, because yeah, hey, yeah. There, there is that motivation. Like, I don't want, I know he doesn't want to see me make a call and get a listing while he's not doing anything right so we do have that accountability and we do have that motivation that you know we can build off each other which you know is obviously a positive but sure competitiveness could also be tricky in family 100%. and definitely in business where we don't we try to keep you know the money aspect um, between us as you know open co- of a conversation as possible we don't want to you know we're family first, business partner second. So we we don't want to. We want to try to separate the two as much as we can.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, totally. And uh, no, yeah. That 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 makes a ton of sense. I mean, <clears throat> I guess, yeah. It's like when you have kind of like an accountability buddy. But also, I think another part that is really cool when you kind of know the people that you're working with, you know them not only professionally, but you know a little bit about them personally. It's kind of like, you know what drives them. Yeah. And you know, kind of what triggers to pull, what strings to pull that really get them going. Right. 100%. And it definitely, it was something in a leadership role in my, in my previous sales industry. And now kind of as like a mentee where it's like, I know what it's like to be guiding someone. And I also know the questions that I wish they would have asked. Yeah, so I, I, I know kind of which needles to push and I think just having a personal relationship with you know Like working with your dad and we're going to talk about that a little bit later But working with your dad or working with each other is kind of like I know how to drive you. Yeah And for me like I know when I started this new job um, When I had a, a meeting with our, my, my CRO Dan and with the VP of sales Brian I was I told them that I was like hey, you know I like straight up coaching I'm a military guy. I'm a sports guy. Just tell me how it is. I'm yeah. not soft no offense, yeah. but like I just tell me how it is and I'll correct sure. it, right? My dad was a hard ass, like that's just kind of the environment I grew up in. Yeah. But also it's like, it's like I know I, I know how I wanted to be coached and I know it was going to help me succeed. So I asked that for my leader. And, it, and it's really cool that like, you guys know each other personally, so you know, like, you know what's going to really for sure. resonate what drives with that, yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, now, this is something I'm sure you guys knew I'd ask about um and i think a lot of people would be curious about this um in really every industry but especially the real estate market so COVID happened yeah um it's 2020 that's a whole <laughs> thing um and it seems like it's kind of you know it's, it's it's going through its waves right yep um we're going through another one here in california but this isn't a political conversation this is a real estate conversation we're going to stick to it so how did COVID impact um I guess that's maybe a super general question, but just no, no, sure. how, how do you think, uh, Chris, will go with you. How do you think COVID really affected the market? I, I guess back in, um, what is this? March. March. I think yeah, March, March right? April yeah. when
1: that happened, how, how, like what happened there? So when, when it first happened in March, we had a strict shutdown for, you know, open houses showing property. Right. No one knew kind of what the guidelines were, what the rules were that we had to follow. So for about a month, maybe a month and a half, we were pretty shut down where all of our deals that we had in contract were still kind of going through, but we were all nervous because people were able to back out of deals now, if they lost their jobs. It was just like all these new addendums were coming. It was like, it was kind of a fiasco. So for about a month and a half, we were just kind of sitting, waiting idle by, just going to see what was going to happen. And right after that month and a half, you know, the market, the stock market started to pick up. And so did the real estate market. And we got back to, you know, being able to show property again. And we're able to actually list property on on our MLS again. And once we were able to do that, our market's been super strong since. The condo market took, you know, uh, it, it softened. It took a little dip. But single family homes, I mean, people just, they wanted space. If you're gonna be stuck in your house and working from home all day, you wanna have, you you wanna like to live where, you know, want to work where you live, you know? And like, that that is something that we realize is like, all of our clients that had condos were now like thinking, okay, well, I don't wanna be in this combined 800 square foot condo anymore. Right, I, I want a single family home. Right. so we use that as a tool to start marketing to you know our sphere and people in our area mm-hmm. to see if, who's looking to move up so since then it's been really good we, we've we you know we've bounced back strong and we're, we're gonna end with a strong year here
0: yeah sean um so what i guess what um you know because that was probably like a kind of had to figure it out roll with the punches and then yeah. make adjustments so what adjustments did you guys make i guess from, from what you guys were doing i guess in march april time prior to that so kind of like now where you're at, what what adjustments has that gone with your with your regular workflow?
2: Yeah, well, you know, prior, you know, we both worked in Los Altos, in Los Altos. So Chris oh, was cool. living in San Francisco at the time, I was living in Evergreen. Oh,
0: okay. Our routine
2: was to meet at the gym, 6.30 in the morning. Love it. You know Get out there, beat the traffic because it would take us each an hour and a half to get to work every yeah. day if you leave at 7, 7.30. Yikes. So we tried to be in the car at 6, the gym at 6.30, Love it. in the office doing what we gotta do by eight, right? and so we had a set schedule. We were very good. We were, you know, we had some coaching, you know. Shout out to Scott Chase, who's our office manager, one of the best office managers in the game. He's a uh, he was really good at holding, helping us hold ourselves accountable and, you know, helping us create these schedules and helping us, you know, really try and figure out like how we're going to spend these hours in our day while still trying to help our dad with all of his deals, but also trying to get out there to get our own deals because, you know, right. we obviously want our own listings that aren't Associated with just you know our dad's listings, right? Mm -hmm. That that was something we've always said. You know we got to do our own work too. Can't just do his work. And so uh, when COVID happened, you really lost that. You lost that drive to you know wake up at maybe six fifteen to go to the gym because one you couldn't go to the gym. Yeah. You know how easy. You know how much easier it was to sleep in. (laughs) and Wake up at eight instead of six fifteen. Go run at the park. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Go do push ups outside, right? I mean, it was it was really tough. Yeah. And in our business, you know, when you're on, when you have momentum, the best part about our business is you can take that momentum and you can ride it into an amazing year. Right, but You just keep that momentum and keep it going and keep it rolling And for that, you know, four to six weeks that we had, yeah. it seemed, it was pretty easy to lose that momentum that we had and that excitement we had going into the year. I mean, that's my first full year in real estate. Yeah, And now all of a sudden we're shut down for six weeks and I'm over here thinking, Man, did I maybe make a mistake by getting into real estate? Maybe I should have stayed with my other job. They're still working from home and they're still getting a steady paycheck. Now, our buyers are texting us, hey, I'm nervous, or our sellers, hey, I'm nervous. And we have to now handle that objection and be like, hey, look, we're going to take as best care of you as we can. And we're going to do what we can to get you whatever it is you're looking for, whether it's a buy, whether it's a sell, right? And, you know, really had to change a lot of our marketing strategy, a lot of the way we handle, I guess, our day to day. Right, because we weren't in the office together. You know, one, yeah. he was in San Francisco. Now he's back in San Jose. But it's, you know, you really had to kind of that scheduling. I think was probably the toughest part about COVID. Getting back, like you said, you know, on that routine, you need to be on, Dude. you know, and get on that, you know, get on that grind. It, yeah. it was it's hard to motivate yourself sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's uh, like I'll tell you a lot of a lot of COVID really impacted me personally because I mean that was the reason I quit my job. At least it was the reason kind of it started. I'm thankful I made the career change, but at the same time, it's like, I went to a different role in a completely different yeah. industry, and I had to learn this behind a computer. Yeah. For and it's sure. tech, and I'm not For a sure. tech guy, I had to learn how to speak this language, everybody's talking <laughs> about this and that, I'm like, what are you talking 100% about? 100%. It was yeah. tough, so yeah. I think work from, hard, work from home, um, like you just had to figure it out. But mm-hmm. like you talk about, if there's a why, and that self-motivation, yeah. it's like, if there's a will, there's a way, I'll figure For this sure. out. Um, but you were talking about a bunch of things, Sean, about, you know, the adjustments you guys made, how you were taking care of your clients, keeping them calm, you know, making yeah. sure you're providing the quality service. So kind of segues me, segues me into the fun. I wanted to talk about this the Buchan team itself, right? It's it's you two, it's your dad, Andy. Um, like for me, I'm a, personally, I'm not a homeowner yet, but like I'm, I'm in my late twenties. I'm, I'm yeah. starting to make good money. I want to be a homeowner in the future. Yeah, for sure. So why should I, as a buyer or a seller, why why should I, should I go with the Buchanan team? Sean, we'll start with you.
2: Man, you know, I, and that is a question that we talk to our office manager a lot about, cause that's a big thing that people want to know. Why you guys, you know, why, why would I use the Buchanan team and, you know, we, we always like to say our team has the best of both worlds, right? You got our dad who's a 30 plus year vet in the industry. He's been successful since the day he started. Mm-hmm. You have Chris and I now are two young, hungry, real estate agents that are willing to put in the time and effort. I mean, if you call Chris or I at three in the morning and you want Jack in the Box tacos and you're selling your house, guess what? Going, I'm driving Jack in the Box, I'm getting you <laughs> some tacos. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, totally. like I would say, you know, my dad's built his entire business off of referrals from his friends, from his family, his past clients. And we we really take that kind of structure into our day to day, how we work with our clients. I mean, our clients become our family. Right. They're not even our friends anymore at that point. Like the People that we've worked with, I mean, are people that will be in my life for the rest of my life. And sure. we treat them that way. We treat them as if I was selling my mom's house. You know, I would never you know, we don't have a bad thought in our mind when it comes to our clients, right. you know, we really want them to get, you know, whatever it is their goal is in real estate, we're here to help them just achieve their goal. And we're just one small step of them really taking the real big step of actually getting into home ownership. And right. we're just here to help and help you cross the path. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and we we just care. I mean, you know, we our clients do turn into family by the end of us working with them. And we always say, you know, if you're not happy with what we did, I'll, you know, then I failed, right. and we, we don't like to fail. You yeah. know, that, that's just how it yeah.
0: is. I mean, I don't think, I don't think anyone likes to no, fail. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think anyone likes to fail, but yeah, totally. Chris,
1: to answer the same question, man, why do we team? Well, I mean, to piggyback off of what Sean said, obviously we do have the experience of somebody that's been in the industry for 30 years, and we are two young, hungry guys. But I, I would add on more and just say, you know, we are, we are working day and night to make you happy. And whether it's, you know, a $600,000 condo sale or a $5 million Los Altos Hill sale, like we treat every client the same. We go above and beyond. If they need help with, you know, fixing a toilet, we'll, we'll figure it out, we'll help them. We, we make sure that all of their needs are met. And, and that's a big thing that when we go into our listing presentations, we ask them, well, wh- what are your goals? What do you, what do you want? Who do you want to work with? Because not every person that we're going to meet with, we're not going to be compatible with. And quite frankly, we don't want to just work with anyone either. Sure. You know, we want people that want to work with us and, you know, have real realistic expectations. And, you know, we, we can be picky because of our dad, because he's been in the industry for so long. And he, he's kind of led this pathway for us to have just this full service real estate business. Sure. And it's not always like that.
0: Yeah. No, that, that makes, yeah, that makes total sense. And uh, it's funny, I uh, I was doing a ton of research about, I was like, all right, what are maybe some really good questions to ask? I was like, I have some questions, and I'm sure there's some really juicy ones. Yeah. <laughs> and I get on my computer the other night, and I'm looking up, I'm like interview questions, podcast interview questions to ask real estate agent. Yeah. Right, I searched that. And all I see page after page after page was, Recommendations on how to interview to pick the right agent, right? To pick yep. the right person. Um, so, I guess, like, talk to me about the selection process. Like, I have no idea what that's like in terms of. You know, if you're going up against another agent or, or if they interview you. And like, I have no idea how that works. I know mean, yeah. a lot of people do. So
1: Chris, we'll start with you. Talk to me about that process. Man. So, I mean, it it varies from deal to deal, Definitely. you know. Sometimes you get a referral from a friend and they're, you sign the listing paperwork the next day. Sure. Um, sometimes, you know, you cold call somebody and you're going to a listing appointment where you're competing with four other agents. You know, so it, it- Like you guys are all there at the same time. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's all separate times.
2: But you've seen people come- Is it ever like you're walking out oh, yeah. of the door? Oh, yeah. sure. For sure. Oh, I mean, you see another agent walk in as you're walking out and no, you know no. the agent's a good agent. You're like, oh, that, that guy's- does his job. That's like, which, you know, it's,
0: have you ever seen? Have you ever watched? Maybe I'm just a geek. You ever seen The Office for that one, like the glorified salesman? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Why did Jim sure, show up in yes, there? Like, like a, oh
1: shoot! Yeah, <laughs> like we need to call Michael. Yeah, and then Michael yeah, Scott. Exactly. Yeah,
0: so it, it, I guess it's, it's like yep. when you're like that. It, yeah, it, it's
1: very similar. Like I mean, I I remember a listening pre- presentation where I was walking in and another top agent from our office was just walking out. Wow. And it was, I mean. It's humbling for sure because you're like, you know, he's still grinding and this guy's making, you know, a million dollars a year. Right. You know, and he's making the same calls that I'm making. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm twenty six years old. And I, you know, sometimes will sit there and wonder, why am I making these calls nobody's answering? Right. But it's humbling. He's doing it too. Exactly. Right. right? (laughs) So he's the guy. He's the star, right? So it it just it varies from situation to situation and uh, it's exciting. But you have to be able to, you know, I guess adapt to, you know, the people you're talking to and uh, you know, mirror match their uh,
2: mannerisms. Right. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to be screaming in the you know, elderly woman's face and being very loud and prideful and powerful, right? You right. wanna be a little softer. Yeah, yeah. You've you to address. talking to someone like maybe you, you'd be a little more, you know could be man, you be more straightforward exactly, or whatever. Right? Yeah. So, yeah and for us you know even after the selection process we get selected it doesn't end at that point no for i sure. mean it's, it's like, just the beginning of that just the very right. and that's the early and we've had clients that take more effort than other clients do sometimes you get a call yeah. you sign a listing agreement the next day and the house is sold in one week and you just you're getting a commission check for what feels like a few hours of work right uh, and then amazing. sometimes you get the deal or yeah. the <laughs> you know the property that is a two three four month process and you're helping them remodel i mean the, we all we've helped move bathtubs out of you know 500 pounds into small little bathrooms for our clients because that's to the extent we'll go to you know make them happy and you know it's just uh, it's you know fulfilling but it it can be a you know it as it's benefits, so that's awesome, yeah. You know?
0: No, totally, and I can relate to that a little bit differently. So, what I do, uh, so my role is a customer success role. I pretty much handle existing accounts, my job is to keep them happy and not lose their business. Yeah. And if they need anything else, I got to be that guy. So, it's like, yeah, I totally understand that the massage process. I'm like, let me do whatever it takes to just keep you happy, yeah. If you need anything, I'm your guy, exactly. Right? So, but that's that's really cool. What are some things that you guys do to kind of like, and especially, I think. I think the young factor and like you know sports background and like you guys are really personable, good-looking dudes. Like that part plays into it too. But like, what do you? What are some things you do to stand out, Sean?
2: I mean, the you know, that's like Chris has mentioned a few times. You know, we are lucky because we have our dad to help us stand out a little bit right. when we're at a listing agreement or a listing uh, appointment, right? So we we have uh you know, my dad always told us, taught us since we were young kids, like you never want to be underdressed, right? So if you're going to an appointment, sure. and you know you're gonna go with the new client that you've never met before. I mean, I'm not wearing a polo and pants. I'm putting on the suit and I'm combing my hair and I'm making sure I'm getting a haircut. I'm gonna look as sharp as possible because people do judge on how you're dressed, what type of car you drive to the appointment, right? Uh, I mean, and really we, we trying to show them that our grind is what's gonna make us separate from the other people and what we're gonna do for you. And we just try to make them feel as comfortable as possible, you know?
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And uh, this is kind of the last point and to be honest, it's funny I missed it in the cards, but it was something that I knew I wanted to ask, so I remember it. So yeah. thank God. <laughs> um, but I've talked a little bit about, and and we've touched on it all throughout the interview, so it still works perfect for this part. You guys have talked a lot about your dad, yeah. Right, your dad's, he, you know, he's been in the industry for, you know, I'm I'm not too much. Sure, in the exact days, and we could talk about yeah. that. But, like, your dad's been in the industry for 20, 30 plus years. Yeah. He's really successful in this area. And this is one of the most competitive markets in the
1: country, right? For sure. Yeah.
0: It's one of the most wealthiest, most expensive, super competitive, right? If, yeah. if this is the place to make tons of money in real estate, I'm sure you're not the only ones that want to make money. In real estate, exactly. Right. 100%. So, there's tons of people are like this is super competitive for everything. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about like what it's like working with your dad versus, you know, like having another boss. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you guys have had jobs before. But it's so different, and especially from you've seen it from the internal perspective, and now you're not looking anymore. You're you're on the team now, so yeah. like well, talk to me, Chris, a little bit about what that's been like for you.
1: You know, it's been good, but there there does you know come some struggles, like we talked about with working with family. You know, our dad has worked so hard for you know the last thirty years, and or, I mean really he he worked super hard for about six to eight years, and he's been getting referrals since, right? And his phone rings we'll be sitting on the couch and somebody will call him and you know, say, Bingo. hey, I have somebody that's looking to buy or sell. Yeah. And it's it's amazing the type of business he's built, but I think it's also, you know, can be a downfall for Sean and I, because we look at it and think our phones are just gonna ring. And where we're at in our career, that's not gonna happen. Right. We'll maybe get the oddball referral here and there, but we gotta work for our, our deals. So I think the biggest struggle has been is, you know, you, you want to follow who your mentor is and what they do in their day-to-day life. And our dad's earned the right to, you know, live his life whatever however way yeah, he wants to live it. Totally. But he's not going to be the guy that I'm going to hold my day-to-day routine off of right now because he, he he's not he doesn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. He, he wants to, you know, start fading out of the business, which is great for Sean and I, but that also brings a lot of weight for us to, totally. you know, Shit. to step up to the plate and mm-hmm. to earn his trust that we can take over this business yeah. for him. And keep his customers as happy or even not happier from where he left them.
0: Yeah. And there's, and there's a, especially if it's like there's a previous relationship. Exactly. Right? So you're, you're not you're accountable to everything your dad's done up to this point with those people and everything that speaks with the person who referred him and so on and so forth, right? It's all connected to the same exactly. person. Exactly. And that ends up being you. Yeah. Right. So, um, but also, one thing I wanted to ask, and I'm kind of losing my train of thought. Um, so we'll go back and we'll, we'll ask your perspective. What has been like, you know, I guess working with your dad.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I would say my dad's worked pretty much by himself, worked with other agents, obviously in the past, but really he's been a solo agent for 30 plus years, mm-hmm. you know, he had routines that worked for him. He had, you know, things that worked for him that maybe wouldn't work for another agent, sure. but it never mattered because it was only him. Right. So I would say one thing we've struggled with is trying to change up the way that he did things to a way that we can do things, you know, I mean, as you know, technology's is taking such a huge step up in all sales that if you're not on your technology game, then you're it's really going to get left behind, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you got to be able to be on social media. You got to be able to be, you know, making videos or doing podcasts. You got to yeah. be able to put your name out different ways, you know, and his era was a little, you know, and it's still the same way. I mean, at the end of the day that let me, I kind of. No, but that's the question I wanted to ask you you it's like
0: I'm sure there is differences right you know this is this 2020 there's
2: yeah like who knows what's gonna come in the future
0: but like I guess yeah what do you think are some differences I guess
2: that you've seen I'll I'll tell you this there's a lot of differences but at the end of the day if you put the effort in you get the results I mean my dad started off by pretty much door knocking and cold calling and 30 plus years later that's what what are we doing we're door knocking and cold calling now there have been other things that we've taken into account. We do do the social media to right. reach out to our friends and family. He didn't have, there was no Facebook. There's other resources you know. to use, but yeah. I tell you, I mean, for how advanced real estate's changed and how much, how advanced it's getting, the same old things, like the same old effort and work so works. still yeah. works. I mean, it's still, if you knock on doors and you make calls, you make money. And right. I we don't do it enough for how, you know, it, it is a set formula. I mean, these guys who do like the Tom Ferries and the Mike Ferries, you know, These guys all teach, you know, they're motivators, right? They have a 100, you know, plus agents in a room and they motivate them. And really, at the end of the day, it's all the same stuff. You get out there, you make your calls, you knock on your doors, you do your farming that you need to do. I mean, you do everything that you need to do. The old school way hasn't changed much. That's right. Now, again, there's been some things like social media and, you know, the ease of finding these numbers now in comparison to maybe yeah, totally. 30 plus years ago. Yeah, but you scroll
0: through the paper really, and scroll I mean, through a phone book, yeah. right? That's I mean, probably way different. Yeah, Literally. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. but Really, I
2: mean, real estate's old... You know, the people, you got agents who have been doing it for 30 plus years that are still successful to this day for sure. a reason. Totally. And I'm sure some of them would say they haven't adjusted as much as you would think they have. Right. They're really just doing the same thing. You know, I think if something works, it works.
0: Yeah, yeah. If it's, it's the what, if it's not broken, no it, Exactly, 100 like, but that's, dude, guys. This has been. I mean, I could keep talking to you guys forever, sure, uh, for sure. man, I'm not gonna take up all your night. But thanks so much for for getting on with me. So, you know, Chris, we'll start with you. Talk to us. Uh, tell us where 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 can we connect with you? You know, people that are interested in, in connecting with you. You know, talk talk to us about that. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you. Got. Yeah, I mean,
1: we're we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Um, our Instagram, um, I think username is the Buchanan Team SV. Um, same with on Facebook, and I'm not honestly sure what my handles are on those, so I'll take a look. But Chris Cannon—that's you know my name, San Jose. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll have my headshot the in there. Stuff. Yeah, the yeah, Buchanan yeah. team is like—that's where you could find all of our content and be a great way to you know connect with us and uh, obviously reach out if anyone has any questions. Beautiful.
0: Um, well, guys. Thanks so much for getting on. there this is tons of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been telling you guys, if you're listening, right, I've been telling you guys this one was going to be fire. And this is about 54 minutes of absolute fire. Um, so thanks so much, everybody, for getting on. And, you know, make sure that, you know, <clears throat> you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, please follow me. Please write a review. Talk to me about what you think about about this about this interview. Maybe some questions that I didn't ask. You know, comment, interact with me. I'll, I'll get it to these guys, and maybe you can ask them yourself, and, and you guys can get that conversation going there. Um, but go kick some ass this week, and uh, that's it. Connor oh, Fergus awesome. from Door to Door to the South Floor.